it's a lot, dude. I'm telling you, like, if people listened to this was a bit ago, uh, it was like a year ago, but Paul Daner had Brian on and Zach on together and separately. So they had an interview with Brian and Zach together. Then they had an interview with Brian and a separate interview with Zach. Each of those three episodes combined, they all talked about the play calling concepts and they were correlative, which is Brian operates with the play scheme along with Zach. Brian and them are really corroborating together. It's a collaborated effort. And as uh, Brian gets specific with uh, not Nick Cosgrave, um, uh, that's a fucking scouting dude. Um, one of the young guys that is involved with like the data analytics team, there's an offensive one and a defensive one. Uh-huh. And he um, pretty much gives input to Brian on, hey, here is analytically backed up what is most effective second and short, second and a half, second and long, and so forth. They collaborate together. Brian schemes up a cluster of plays that they like. They say, here's what we like on third down. Here's three concepts that we'd want to most go to on third and short, third and half, third and long, so forth. And then in the game time, when it's the third and four, they stick with their plan. They say, okay, here's a three that the, that we like. Uh, Zach, here's a three we got. What do you want? Boom. So it trickulates down. Cooperation, cooperation, Zach ultimately calls what he wants of the three that Brian schemes up. Connected okay. effort. So Brian. It, so Brian essentially would be the first guy out. Yes, he's the easiest guy out. Right. Zach is not the easy guy out. Because yeah. as we all say, and we clearly know, and if anybody knows more and is more connected with it, it's the FO of what Zach means to this team. We yeah. know that he means more than this play con. I agree. And we know, still, we know that now. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I, I think Zach is the perfect guy you want, you know, leading those type of players and keeping that locker room. And, and he, he just has a way with words, right, professionally. And it's just like, at the end of the day, man, if Zach Taylor had <laughs> – if Zach Taylor had – Kyle Shanahan or even Mike, a little Mike McDaniel sprinkled in there with how he is as a player's coach, the fucking league would be all over him. Like, like I think, I think um, Malik made an interesting comparison a few years ago and it was along the lines of, you know, press Taylor and Zach Taylor could possibly be like the next set of like the hardballs. You know what I mean? So that was one thing that I, I thought was not too crazy. You know what I mean? Like that that's something that's you know somewhat realistic, but when you look at it in a play calling type of way, it's it's just it's like damn Zach, like why can't you just be this offensive fucking mastermind? So well well, I'm going to go ahead and do a unique twist with this. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast. We are doing this a bit reverted. I want to keep that beginning segment that we just had from a couple minutes ago because I think it's important for everybody to understand what I just ran through and what Drake just added. That is how this offensive play calling machine is set up with the Bengals. Okay? 
And that was actually, you know, me and Drake pre-talking there, pre-episode. I felt it was really important. Um, we went on a long spiel yesterday, Drake, right? We went through all of what weeks one through four was. Yeah. Glomerant of dog shit was, of Zach Taylor, of Joe's play, receiver, just keep players not playing well, playing up to snuff. And um, Drake brought up the question, um, how much is it Zach really? Or how much is it Brian is what you asked, what led to that answer I had. That's what a lot of guys have right now. Um, a lot of you fans, you know, a lot of us fans in general, um, we think that is just Zach that is running this offense. This is not Andy Reid, okay? Brian has made it clear, Zach has made it clear together and separately that that's what their machine operates like. Brian Callahan would be the easiest guy to go if you continue to see this dysfunction. Here's my opinion, and then we can kind of move forward from this. Yeah. With all shit that's happened, right? Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, this offensive line that is competent has gone two games out of four without scoring a touchdown. Look at DJ Moore tonight. Brian Callahan can get the fuck out of Cincinnati. I do not I don't fucking care if Joe is injured. I don't give a fuck. He you, is still Joe Burrow. You bro. brought Joe Burrow. You brought up last episode, man. He 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 got to work with a, a statue, right? So he yep. he should know in a sense, especially, you know, th- them coming up with a game plan together. I thought that was interesting that you kind of pointed that out in yesterday's episode was or maybe it was a few episodes ago, where you say, hey, you you came into the season with just a game plan regarding a healthy Joey B. You, you didn't have that already set in motion. Like, hey. Like, 45 days. 50 right. days. Sorry. 50 days. And that's what you have? Right. It's not like Joe injured his calf October t- or August 29th, and you got a game in 11 days. And then you got to throw, uh, uh, you know, 30, 35% of your plays down the drain. You got to immobile Joe. You had 50 days. Exactly. Almost two months. <laughs> two months, bro. And this is what you come up with. It is just insufficiency, you know. So, yeah, man. It, look, we that was yesterday's episode. We planned this intentionally. Drake and I did of, hey. Here's the breakdown episode, the elongated post-game episode being three days later. This episode is going to be pre-game for what week five can bring. So let's go ahead and try to turn it to that. So, Drake, how are you feeling about this uh, week five game, bro? Yeah, I mean, it, it it's similar to the, the games early on in the year, right? You, you come in, you play Cleveland, you have hope and absolute confidence that you can at least come one and one out of those first two games in the division. And you don't, you know, that's the reality of it. You lose both of those games to the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens, which in the Ravens, I felt like we, we were seeing glimpses, same in the Rams game. You, you saw the glimpses and it, it's definitely a positive direction they're moving in. But like you pointed out, before we really got this episode started is it it falls on 
Um, sorry, I just had a, a brain fart. <laughs> See, we're, we're ranting and stuff. But I think at the end of the day, man, it falls on, on the coaches, right, in, in terms of – and I, I get it. it. It's about guys getting open and stuff like that. You know, Zach Taylor, that was one thing that surprised me today was, uh, you know, Jamar after he said, I'm always fucking open. And I feel like that that um, video in general got kind of blown out of proportion. You had to watch the, actually the entire video to really understand it. But, you know, you, you look at it right. You look at these first four games in which we talked about and we, we kind of got our feelings out on that perspective. Um, you come into Arizona this week, uh, you don't want to overlook a team like that, like we said yesterday. At this point, you, you have to pretty much respect every single team. I mean, you, you should anyways, but, you know, you, you have to respect any team like any one and you're going into their house. I know the Bengals are, are hungry for their first uh, road win because the last two have not looked good. You know what I mean? They, they they put up good outings in the two home games, but they just, like, completely shit the bed, you know, away. And it, it was something that surprised me because I feel like, you know, with that Joey B mentality and with the guys we have in the locker room, I feel like they love they they love away games, right? They love to be the the villain in a way, and, and it was it was surprising in those two losses that you you just pointed out we've we've not scored a touchdown in fifty percent of games so far this season. We have not scored a touchdown on the road. Yeah, yeah, we've not scored a touchdown on the road. We and Money Max only got two field goals in those two games. It, it, it's it's craziness. It's unacceptable. I, I'm glad that the the sense of urgency was really acclimated this week. You know, Zach Taylor came out right after the game, said this is not acceptable. You know, he didn't come in and and say some bullshit like, you know, it's not over yet because essentially in those first few weeks it isn't. You know what I mean? It, it really isn't with how long how deep the schedule is and the season in general, it's not over. But at this point, you're sitting at one and three. Um, you, you can't you can't lose this game. It's definitely a must win. And you see teams like the Bears, right, who have struggled similarly like the Bengals. And that, that's crazy that we're even comparing the Bengals and Bears in terms of offense. But the Bears went off. I'm tired to be like the Bears. Right, I, I that that's the thing. I'm tired of it, and I, I'm watching this Bears game tonight, and I'm seeing Justin Fields right throwing dimes and stuff. I saw you talking about Sam Howell, but I, I'm watching, I'm watching DJ Moore, you know, and I, I'm I'm like, dude, this is literally like what we could be doing. Like, I get it. Like, Joe's not a hundred percent, but Jamar in the last two games, right, had 141 against the Rams. Had seven for over 70 last week when we put up fucking a terrible three points. Jamar is literally seeking 150 yards a week when you really look at it, right? Especially in a winning sense. And I, I think that I, I agree with what you've said in other episodes. So I keep bringing up past episodes because it, it honestly pertains. But I love the idea 
of getting Jamar going early. Just just beat him, bro. Like I'm I'm in the stands at these games, bro, and I'm doing the vintage Zeke eating the cereal. I'm like, feed him, feed this man because he deserves it. Like I get it, T, and we have all these other talents, but if guys are you know, on, on the ice box, right in the ice box right now. I, I know T had uh, this is a joke. We love you, T. He had, uh, as people were saying in the stands, he had uh, brick hands, you know, so he, he wasn't able to really catch the pat. He's not been able to really this season, especially. I think you said eight drops. Is it eight drops this year? So I don't want to know. It's bad. Yeah, you've pointed it out actually. So, and I'm pretty sure it's it's that high. And I think when when you have a guy like Jamar who is feasting because that's fucking Jamar, bro. You can't tell me if DJ Moore put up 230 tonight that my receiver can't put up 266 again. Like, you know what I mean? So it, it's something that I, I'm I'm hoping we can see on Sunday. You know, against Arizona, I don't care who goes off, whether it's fucking Jamar, TB, Ray, if he plays for T Higgins, T, if he somehow plays through that rib injury, which is crazy because, man, playing through a broken rib, I mean, it's, you know, this is what makes it so bad, right? Is that it's usually what we say with Zach, like last year, is, oh, you're good to go? We'll wait another week, but we're in a different situation now. Yeah. One and three. And it's like how much trust, especially with Joe, not really, I would say having that rapport with Andre, you know, obviously as much as he does with a guy. The game though, like the, the discrepancy in talent is still. Exactly. Real in this game. Like this yeah. is a bad roster dude this is the worst roster in football arizona i mean arizona was anticipated to be like the worst team like i mean like literally winless (laughs) hey we're talking about with a quarter billion dollar quarterback that's injured that's not you know to play until who knows weeks down the road like but like you were saying earlier bro and as uh, we were mentioning yesterday for our sake but for the cardinal's sake Dude, I, uh, is it Steichen? That's the head coach. I forget one of the Eagles. Um, no, it's uh, it's Gan. Is it Gannon? John, John Gannon? Rich Gannon? Not Rich Gannon. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, it's John. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're right. Uh, Gannon. Look, dude, he's got them dudes fucking playing. He's got them playing. Like they are, they are playing well, exceeding their expectations. Nothing to scoff at, bro. They beat Wait. the. Cowboys. You want me, you want me outboard, bro? You, the, you know. How, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. It, it's all right, dude. I was just gonna add that the Cowboys have outscored um, their opponents outside of the Cardinals. This is just to predicate on you know how well the Cardinals have been competitive. Yeah. The Cowboys have outscored their opponents what thirty, thirty-five, hundred and thirteen. Six. <laughs> that doesn't even sound real. Then they played the Cardinals, lost twenty-eight to sixteen. That's those but it's a week-to-week league for sure, led by Josh Dobbs. They have a good fucking run game right now. Yep. And 
Bengals have struggled on run defense. Now, is it that the Bengals players have just lost their ability to unblock or uh, stop the run? I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Like, Sam Hubbard hasn't played well this year against the run. I don't really know why, at least to his standard, which he's the best run, you know, run stop and edge defender in football perennially. Um, but it, it's the microcosm of what we talked about yesterday. The momentum you lose with such piss poor offensive play, the standard that's been set for so long from the offense, it's so far away from that. Yeah. It's you lose, it's a morality thing. The momentum massively shifts, defense looks worse. You need to make sure. I mean, as much pressure that's been on this offense all year to be who the fuck you are, Joe, with it. The words you wanted to hear, right? Everything you wanted to hear yesterday from Joe. I'm feeling great. My abilities there. <laughs> oh, Zach, he looks great. Brian, Joe looks awesome. Sh- <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Fucking show us then. Please. Like, I- Joe, I literally love <laughs> everything you do, bro. I love everything you say. Shut the fuck up and show us. Like, stop acting like shit's all roses, bro, because these roses smell like dog shit. <laughs> the brand- not, bro. These are shit all over them. (laughs) Straight up, bro. There's dog shit on these roses. They're acting like it's all rosy over here. So, no more, no more talking, bro. We got to see it. I got, I got you. I I agree with that. That's that's the same way that I feel, and I feel like, in a way of how we stay optimistic on this uh, podcast, and you know, we still spread the truth and stuff like that. Like you know, it's it's probably different for a guy like Joe Burrow when you're talking to the media, and then you talk to those guys in the locker room. You know what I mean? So I think Joe Joe knows what it is. This whole team knows what it is. But when you look at this Cardinals team, right, and you just pointed out they beat the Dallas Cowboys. That that was a shocker. I think a lot of people were shocked with that, and it was a twenty-eight to sixteen win. So it was a a convincing. And when you look at the Cardinals these last two weeks, they played powerhouse teams, right? They played the Cowboys and they played the 49ers. And they ultimately lost the 49ers last week because of CMC, who I'm rooting them on to win the MVP, man. At this point, I just, I, I know, it, unless Joe just fucking resurrects and starts throwing seven and five and six touchdowns. <laughs> exactly, bro. Ain't that funny? Joe literally has to have like multiple six, seven touchdown games to even be considered for MVP at this point, bro. Like, what did you better you- turn to God. Joe is <laughs> five touchdown game. He better have six. Right. If he wants to win MVP, like, no shit. Man, that, that's something that's just crazy to think about. But I thought, you know, what's interesting was Jamar today. They asked him, they were like, so, uh, you know, you haven't had, what was it? No touchdowns, right? He has no touchdowns. He had no touchdowns in four games. So, Jamar said, you know, hopefully, hopefully this week I'll, you know, I'll get all four, all four of them. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, you know, I know, I know Jamar is feasting he's ready for that game he, he's hoping for it and I think his fans were hoping for it too but like I was just pointing out the Cardinals have played 
really good teams back-to-back weeks. So I think this is something where the Bengals have to just, one, not overlook your opponent, respect your opponent, and two, just prepare. Fuck fuck what anybody is saying on social media right now. I, I think Joe needs to, well, what did he do last year or the year before that? Go ahead, delete your social media. Yeah. Just, just delete it and, and just work. You know what I mean? Just no, do, do yeah. what you do. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just feel like this is really important before I forget because sure. I thought of it. You know, you, you're saying, um, which is totally valid, you know, like respect your opponent. You know what? Specifically right now, stand the fuck up. Yeah. These guys, stand, grab your what fucking. Did you say? What did you say that Derrick Henry was saying in the locker room? That's the type of mentality they got to have. Bro, fuck the Bengals. Like, fuck this dead-ass, pussy-ass fucking version of ourselves. Yeah. But what the fuck are we doing, bro? Like, listen, bro, there is nothing more that make that pisses me off right now. Then, and look, this is an absolutely nuanced thing to preface, okay? And I always like to add that nuance because people take shit completely one side or the other. You always, always, always hear utmost respect that Zach's pussy ass gives about the opponents. Yeah, you know, they just had a good defense out there. You know, we got to take what the defense gives us. Every now and then, bitch, put your fucking nuts on your shoulder. We got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and fuck them the fuck up. Yeah, I'm fuck tired of fucking pussy ass laying over, waving the white flag because, oh, they had a good defense, so they stopped the most lethal fucking quarterback this league has seen in 20 years. <laughs> and uh, Jamar Chase, the most gifted fucking athlete at the wide receiver position that we've seen. In some time, the best receiver two, the best receiver three, that's one of your most valuable fucking wide receivers you've had in your history of your fucking franchise. One of the best running backs you've had in your franchise. You just want to wave the fucking white flag with saying, yeah, defense played well. Bitch, fuck you, bro. Every <laughs> now and then, I'm not saying for Zach to go out there and say, oh, you know, fuck them guys. I'm not saying that. But every now and then, you got to say, you know what? I'm confident in my guys to take care of business. Period. Where where is that Zach? Where they they ask him in the presser when we when we play the Ravens and they they say something about injuries or something like that. And Zach got pissed. He said on the spot he was like he's like no 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 no. He was like we were in this same predicament last year after five twenty five. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Thank so- you. Bro. Like, one time. And look, it's not an inability of Zach to do that, right? So I'm not saying go to hell like he's completely enabled. It is in especially right fucking now. Who the fuck is standing up and saying, this is not who the fuck we are. Not just this is not who the fuck we are. Who are we? Make it fucking clear on who we are. In that, oh, you know what? They got to play us. How about Zach? You fucking scream that shit. Instead of, like, respectfully, like, all the coaches, they got more influence than us fucking fans from the outside. But how about Zach goes and says that fucking pregame? Says it postgame. Says it every fucking time he sees his players. They got to play you, Jamar. They got to see you, Joe. They got to see you, T. They got to see you, TB. What are you going to do with Joe Mixon? I don't know what they're going to do with you boys. 
But it's always just like, oh, man, that defense, man. Got to watch for them. They're a good unit. Man, fuck that bullshit. I'm so tired of that pussy-ass shit, bro. We're too fucking soft right now. Yeah. That's why we're getting our fucking asses kicked. Damn it, bro. I'd go to all of them guys right now, especially Zach and Brian, and tell them this exact shit, bro. Like, it, it's crazy because it would be different if we had a roster like we had at the later 2010s and we're fighting for relevance, we're fighting for respect. Right. We have all of the respect with these insufficiencies that exist. And I think our biggest insufficiency right now is that we became complacent with our incapabilities right now of a fully mobile Joe Burrow, of not the best, you know, not good play calling. Terrible play calling? No, but not good. It's just all conglomerate, bro, that you can't, you can't have anymore. So, yeah, bro, like, these dudes got to stand the fuck up, man. And um, I'll be straight up. I don't know who it is on that offense. All because I don't know who it is. Does that mean it's their ultimate detriment? I don't know. But, like, who is it, bro? Who is that guy? I, I think that guy, in my opinion, is Joe Mixon. I know it, it, you would want that to come out of your coaches, right? I think Jamar said today it was the first time he's heard Zach Taylor cuss. When he was uh, brought him into his office and told him great fucking interview when when Jamar said I'm always fucking open. So I think that you you have to have that type of energy, right? That that Dan Campbell, that that Ed Orgeron type energy where you're just fuck these guys. You are Joe Burrow. You are Joe fucking Shiesty. You're Jamar Chase. Do you know that? Like, you are Jamar Chase. T, you literally... No, I'm not going to say that on the podcast. But T, you are T Higgins, okay? You know what you did, all right? And and then all the other guys, Hendrickson, every single one, top to bottom. I don't care if you got to fucking run through a entire pregame ceremony an hour before just to get these guys fucking juiced up because... Those guys deserve to be, and I know we've already been there. We've done that. We know who these guys are, but I agree with you. I think we are, we're soft right now. We're yeah. soft as hell. I, I think we, we were making fun of Andre Dillard, who gave up six sacks through the first three games, and we thought Hendrickson was going to have the game of his life, and that's yeah. not how it went. And it, it, It's unfortunate that – Things like that happen the way it happens. And obviously they had a really good run game in that game. But on the other side of things, we just got to look for the positives, man. You know, we, we got we to gotta see week by week. And it, it's got it's got to start this week. And like I was saying about a guy that helps that culture, helps them guys get juiced up, Joe Mixon, man. He's averaging 14 carries a game, yet he is leading the AFC North in rushing yards. Just keep fucking running the ball. Establish the run, bro, because I'm telling you right now, even a hurt Joey B, we saw flashes of it in the Rams game when we were finally able to, to roll out on a, a almost like a miscue play where Jamar is just downfield for 
40 yards. That's because it's, it, it starts and ends with the run game. And they were in that moment. And leading up to that, they were kind of running the ball. You know what I mean? So it's like we, we have to we got to figure that out, man. Because Joe Mixon right now, in my opinion, the way he's playing, the way the, the line, you know, is blocking uh, in the run game, Joe could have a, a career year. And a guy that just took, I mean, obviously it had to happen, but restructured his contract. You're telling me he's going to come out here and he's going to have a career year if you really give him that type of volume? Like, come on. Come on now. It's too easy. It's too simple. Like you said, it's literally too simple. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I mean, I, I, I just think, man, with these dudes having to come out with what we were just talking about, that juice, whoever the fuck is generating it on this offense, I, I don't care if it's offense or defense. I don't give a shit. Right. You would to these guys because it's so easy to read the headlines of what people think you are. Even when one has uh, – uh, identity. It's easy to have these other thoughts and perceptions infiltrate your mindset and dilute the clarity of thought on who the fuck you are. Right. Maybe this is what's happened with a lot of these guys because we have gotten a lot of favor, a lot of a, more respect than anything, un- unless if they're trolls. Trolls don't count. They're just low IQ people. But like, this team has had immense respect, and it's been warranted. And look, this is not me saying that these guys have actually became soft, all right? But it's obvious that with what has transpired, it is a conglomerate of shit beyond just the immobility. We all know that. And also, to add again, if anybody thinks it's just Joe Burrow, then they are... Goofy. I'll just leave it at that. They are silly. Um, and and maybe they, they got to be straightened up again, each of these guys individually. Like, who the fuck are you, really? Yeah. Because what you've been showing, almost every single player, besides a select few on offense, a select couple, I'd say, on offense, is not who you actually are. Defense as well for a lot of guys. So whatever that looks like, I hope it's been taken care of. And like you said, and and as we make clear all the time, it's been a lot of problem identifying here. Best of our ability with our perceptions. Let's try to find the solutions. I think the solution will be with them doing that. If they did something like that this week, a lot of success is to come. As we know what the fuck this talent is here. We know who these guys are. We know what the standard has been set here. We know the the foundation of this team has not been completely destroyed. We we haven't lost 10 guys and then we're trying to navigate on who we are anymore. Exactly. It's a roster that has had years together. Star linebackers, the forging a sturdy defense, a young secondary with skill forged 
and, and the quickest of learners with a phenomenal fucking coach in Lou who specializes in secondary. Defensive line that has as, as much experience as some of the best, some of the longest tendered units in this league, bro. I mean, it's hard to have the same group of four guys for three plus years. It's hard. Team has. That is not going away, guys. I haven't even gotten to the fucking offense yet. But we talked about it at nausea. We all know what the fuck this offense is. And Noble Joe Burrow, especially saying what we talked about yesterday, the most important thing was in that presser on Wednesday, he kept talking about his mobility getting a lot better. He knows. We all know. That is the crippling part of this entire offense. Joe not being able to move. Great. He's, he's going to be able to move again? Or at least better? He's going to be willing to take, I don't know, just move more? Maybe they're going to, maybe they try to get him on an RPO early. Just to get him going. You know what I mean? Like, maybe to kind of set the tone. Like, hey, here's, how did it feel? Hey, I felt good. All right. Now right, we're going to fucking do it. Six more times, but if you got to run on that third and four, maybe feel a bit better. You know what I mean? If you got to go on that second and six to get it to a third and manageable, you're going to take it. So, look, that, man, that get- that's what they that's what they got to really get better on this week. Converting on third downs, just just moving the sticks right there, and. This defense is is pretty friendly against the run as of recent. Obviously, going against two of the better backs in the league, Tony Pollard and Christian McCaffrey. But going this game, it kind of reminds me of the Panthers game a little bit. And I feel like the Bengals might try to mm. something similar to that. I could see where they just try to go really run heavy in this game. That that's what I'm getting at. I feel like. Mm. Love the comparison. I mean, I think that is pretty accurate. Um, yeah, man. I mean, this is a, at least in my opinion, a pretty shallow way to, you know, kind of gloss over something. But you look at that roster, bro. Look at the dudes. Who are these guys? Do you wanna- Who are you, bro? Like, I don't know any of these dudes, bro. I don't know any of their receivers outside of Rondell Moore and Marquise Brown. Listen to this. Listen to this. So the, I, I know I just said something about the comparison of Arizona in the Carolina game last year and how they could go really run heavy. But here is the polar opposite, right? <laughs> there are two starting corners this year, and you just said you're not going to know who these guys are because I don't either. You ready for this? Yeah. Mark Wilson and Keitrell Clark. These are Marco Wilson. Marco Wilson. And he's given up the most uh, yards of any corner on the team. He's given up 345 yards so far this year. Um, and then. Fuck, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> and then Keitra, all last season. And Keitra, Keitra Clark has given up 238. So between those two. Damn near 600 yards. So it, it really is like a toss-up, right? Like the Bengals could really do similar to what the Cowboys and the 49ers have done back-to-back weeks, right? It's just run the fucking ball down their throat. 
But then you look at the the opposite, which we know Joe Burrow likes the audible to the pass. And if he if he's seeing some shit that he's like, and he's gonna do that and against these favorable matchups, I in this thing, we gotta still respect the opponent because we've said the same thing about the Ravens when they had a banged up cornerback core or uh the Rams. I mean, Jamar cooked against the Rams, but I mean that that wasn't a really good comparison. But still, the, even the Titans, right? Even the Titans, it was like we 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 looked at the the cornerbacks for for the Browns and for the Titans, and we're just like, this should be a a game where we just go crazy, right? You know, it, it just seems like a game, or the Ravens. Sorry, I mean the Browns, but. It's just the game where you have to execute, right? When when you see these in-depth stats and you're like, oh my God, like these guys are getting cooked. Why the fuck is my receiver not cooking these scrubs? Essentially, you know what I mean? <laughs> nah, no, no doubt, bro. I, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, just reading through some of the Cardinals defense production this year. So... Week one against Washington, uh, that was the close loss that they had. They went insane. They scored a touchdown, had six sacks, yep, three turnovers. Sounds kind of familiar to the Bengals game uh, against the Rams, obviously, without the defensive touchdown. Um, went crazy. Um, Giants, they had, they've had an INT in three of the four games, just one. So they've had three INTs on the year. Um, They've allowed 30-plus points two times against San Fran and the Giants. The Giants. So that was a weird one. Three sacks, two sacks, one sack. Um, Obviously, trickling down from Giants, Cowboys, 49ers. That is a gauntlet. You look at the beginning of the season for them. Think about this, bro. Like To get just a little bit off track real quick. Cardinals fans, a lot of them knew what the product they were going to be putting out on the field in 23. Pretty bad. They look at the schedule. They see Dallas, San Fran, Cincinnati, back-to-back-to-back. R.I.P., bro. But look at how it's transpired. Yeah, They've done their well. Um, so, look, man. You can absolutely produce against this defense. It is a golden time to get right. This game means so much uh, I, I don't know I, I don't know if you you may have said it this is the most important Joe Burrow game beyond championship games well actually that may even be a bit unfair because this is far and away the most important Joe Burrow game like I mean, what would you say about that? Would you agree? Uh, I mean, in terms of this season, yeah. I think I think this is the biggest game in terms of I mean, amplitude, man, of right. each direction this could go. I know. I know. And it. I know Joe said, you know, it doesn't matter if it's ugly as long as we win, but it's like it shouldn't, it, it shouldn't even be a thought, right? Let's just go in here. And let's just fucking slaughter these dudes. Let's just fucking annihilate them. You know what I mean? And and we, we hope that 
everything's going in a positive direction right now um, because the revenge story would be fucking absurd. I mean, this would be better than Taylor Swift. What if he has a career game? You know what, actually, I got to take that back a bit because a career game, I just don't know if it's possible right now with his leg. But, I mean, what if he, as much as we've talked about it, bro, on and off recording, yeah. how long we've talked about Joe needing to get this five-tutty game, five-pass touchdown specifically. He's had multiple uh, four-passing touchdown, one rushing. He's had two of those games. What if he got the five-passing touchdown game? We need it. Something crazy. This game. Like, how would we feel about it then? I mean, it, it would it would be a really big momentum going into Seattle back at home before the bye week. I think it would be everything that you need to go into that final game before you get you get a little bit of rest. Um they, they have to in my opinion, it has to be a convincing win this week. I know I know you, you you just want to get a win at the end of the end of the day. Come out of this week, want to know, but do this shit in convincing fashion. Just just win the game convincingly. You're going to Arizona where tickets are twenty dollars. Ain't that crazy? Be things you can go to a Cardinals Bengals game this weekend for twenty dollars. Holy fuck! Yeah, bro. Yeah, dude, I mean, you've got to find yourself again. Like, this team, uh, it's it's not an identity crisis. But if it gets much worse, that alarm may be going off. Yep. For the, like, fuck, like, like, for, this is my opinion, maybe other people could see this too. Like, a lot of people are talking about, oh, the Bengals are going to miss the playoffs. Or are they going to make the playoffs? For me, I do not give a fuck about any of that right now. I agree. About this team getting their fucking mojo back. Yeah. It is their identity, bro. It is the the being, the spirituality of this unit. Like, I do not give a fuck about the implications of the playoff seeding or – the chances of making the playoffs, like people posting that, like, who fucking cares, bro? Facts. Like, are we going to make the playoffs? Of course we're going to make the fucking playoffs. Are we going to win the bowl? Of course we are. That may be something you guys want to hear, because I sure, like, I feel as confident as ever with that. But also, I don't know, maybe if it's confidence or just with what I'm saying here, I don't care right now. Because there is a mini crisis going on, and it's about to be a big one if shit continues to go sideways. And this team has to find it. And as we keep talking about, and we broke down with what this Cardinals team is, if you capitalize on what this team is, and you capitalize on who the fuck you think you are, shit will go the way it needs to go. Then you start to gather that momentum. And once you gather the momentum, keep it rolling. Then the Bengals are back. It, it It's simple logic. I mean, it, it's common sense. Thomas Paine wrote common sense. Uh, fact, fact, uh, fact check for people out there. So, and the Seahawks actually have their bye week this week. So, they're going to be fresh coming against us after this week. A lot so, of fans calling us sorry, by the way. 
they're they're already changing w seattle it's nasty bro there's a lot of seattle fans out there saying they got to play the bum ass Bengals. they're going to go to four and one so pretty crazy ain't it that 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 is something that i i'm glad i've stayed out of social media (laughs) because man I, i don't i don't i don't get that one man don't ever be the the instigator, you know what I mean? We 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 figure that out fair and square against Cleveland because that weird, weird shit in the air. I guess I, I don't know. I guess the same thing. I guess it uh traveled over there to Tennessee too. Maybe it sucks that we have the least amount <laughs> to travel this year. I guess I guess they don't like staying around here or something. But yeah, man. I mean, we we've we've dove in really deep on the the growing pains and i think they have to this week man and what you said with the joe five touchdown game that sounds sweet i mean to, to look I at the it for him in fantasy so let's run <laughs> are you starting him yeah yeah i actually want to run through a couple fancy things real quick so yes bro i traded the longest fucking trade process that i've had like it was so funny, bro. I felt like truly like an NFL, a real-life NFL team, bro. It was my lady's dad. He's lucky. I, I, I was giving him grace. He thinks like I got it. I won the trade. I'm like, bro, I gave you Derrick Henry and Derrick Carr for Joe, who is playing the worst quarterbacking of any quarterback right now. Yes, we obviously know he's going to get better. It's kind of funny because, like, I'm kind of leveraging the current Joe with the deal. Like, what do you mean you got to steal, man? You got Derrick Henry. Like, bro, he had Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. His roster is dog shit, bro. He kept trying to trade me these fucking running backs and skill players, bro. I had the best skill players on the planet, dude. Like, I had Kamara. I drafted him in the last round because people forgot about how long he's going to be suspended. Plucked him off. I had uh, I had Bijan, Kamara, and Henry. So, I was like, I can afford to give a running back up. And and I didn't even know how to tell him, bro. I'm like, sorry, bro. Like, your roster is impoverished. I just don't want anybody. Like, you stuck, dog. Like, Brian Robinson is his most valuable depth. I'm like, damn, dog. I'd have fucking send this dude to GoFundMe with Derrick Henry and Carr just to get that deal. At least you didn't start Terry McLaurin tonight. Oh, I I did start him. I um. So I got three leagues. If I would have started Terry and Bench DJ in the same league, um, I don't know what I would have done. But I will tell you, I did bench DJ um, in one of my leagues. <laughs> in one of that league. And, uh, yeah, it's devastating. I will tell you, though, guess what? Dude, I am so fucking – dude, my skill players are elite. I'm him when it comes to gathering skill players. Quarterback, eh, don't got any. I suffer. Uh, I'm like, um, I don't know. I'm like the 49ers, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. I'm the way. Exactly, bro. <laughs> and so I have Puka and Cooper Cup starting, uh, which is lit. I got Evan Ingram. Here's another little crazy tidbit. Well, two more. I got DJ, DJ Moore starting in another league, and he gave me 60 points. I'm up. And I'm about to beat the shit out of this dude. The other thing is Sue. Shout out to Sue. She didn't notice this. I offered her a trade today because my skill players are so stacked. I wanted to try to go Super Saiyan and get a better tight end. Even though I have Evan Ingram, bro. 
and he's balling. I was like, I'm going to get Travis. I offered Sue, DJ Moore, Raheem Mustard, and Evan Ingram for Travis Kelsey. I pulled that trade offer back at like 8.30, bro, because after DJ had that 75-yard tutty, I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not doing that shit. Because, like, Mustard has been balling out, bro. He's the uh, number two-ranked running back. DJ Moore right. probably about to be the number two-ranked receiver. Right. Yeah. I'm up right now, man. I'm I, still. Yeah, I got uh, this week. This is in my uh, tough league right now. I'm in two money leagues for 25 entry. I'm one in three in one of my leagues because of Joe Burrow. Um, <laughs> listen, listen, if I didn't start Joe Burrow last week and I would have either and I, I've never in my fantasy existence kept three quarterbacks on my roster, right? I have CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Joe Burrow. How the fuck I, I'm not dropping Joe Burrow and I cannot at this point right now drop CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson, in my opinion. I gotta use that as some type of trade leverage potentially down the line. Yeah. This I'm starting CJ Stroud over Joe Burrow and AR. Uh, this this league I like a lot. It's just I've had some unfortunate just Joe Burrow weeks where I'm one and three. Here's my roster. I got Stroud, Jamar Chase, Michael Pittman, Travis Etienne, Alvin Kamara. I, I'm similar to you with going for skill players. I do not respect tight ends for some reason, right? And in this league, I have Zach Ertz and my boy who's finally – starting to spark and come to life again for the New York Jets. Tyler Conklin, the guy who I wanted us to find. He's yeah. coming to life. That's my guy on the bench right now. I got bum-ass Najee Harris because he folds every single damn week. Wide receiver Michael Thomas. Mike Tom or yeah, Michael Thomas, New Orleans. Not I was about to end this fucking chat, dog. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> And then I, I plucked um, because I got Terry McLaurin, but I saw uh, Jahan Dotson out there on free agency. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just grab Dotson as a insurance, you know, policy. And then I got Jamison Williams or Jamison Williams, Jamal Williams on injured reserve right now. He's kind of dookie me right now. But now here goes for the powerhouse in ESPN Fantasy, which Yahoo Sports, in my opinion, is better than ESPN. But this is my league. I'm 4-0 in this league. 14 teams, right? I got a lot of homers in this. Someone took Joe Burrow first overall. Someone took Jamar Chase second overall. Travis Kelsey went fourth. Guess who fell to me at seven? Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) So I have... I have C.J. Stroud at quarterback because uh, Deshaun Watson's on the bye. Plus, I picked, uh, plucked C.J. off the waivers a few weeks ago because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to have fucking bum-ass Kenny Pickett as my backup. So, I get Stroud, got CMC, I got Pollard, I got Chris Olave. I had no choice but to start Jahan Dotson this week because I have Amari Cooper and Chris Godwin on bye weeks so I had to start him. He gave me he gave me six points tonight. So I'm not I'm not salty about that. Um 
Now, this is what's interesting for this week because I got so many guys on by. I had to start a tight end at the flex, and I started Cole Komet at flex, and he gave yeah. me uh, – he, He's stud. Bye. He gave, oh, yeah. He gave me 15 tonight, and then I have uh, the, the tight end for Dallas who's been doing his thing, Jake Ferguson. So I got him starting. I got the Lions defense – Against Carolina this week, I have the number two kicker right now in fantasy, Brett Mayer, the Rams uh, kicker. Huh? I just picked him up. Yeah, I picked him up too. I literally picked – I always am am jumping around from kickers on a week-to-week basis. It's kind of – yeah, bro, I I don't expect him. But Jonu Smith, I just saw him. I just claimed him off – waivers today or just added him because apparently Juno Smith the uh, Falcons tight end right <laughs> when you got a guy like Kyle Pitts there he is eating right now eating oh yeah bro he's a safety valve because literally nobody is paying attention to him which Jonu is a good tight end it's just on bro damn dude we really on the same shit because like I looked at Jonu today I got Brett Mayer you know, and, and and I've looked around as well, bro. A couple little tidbits, and I want to uh, run through some of my fantasy teams real quick. Bro, Russ Wilson, he's kind of back, bro. Bro, he's eating. I, I saw that today. I was on fantasy, and I was like, hold on. Let me see what this motherfucker wrote. Because I, I don't know how he stumbled across Russell Wilson. But I'm, like, looking at his fantasy stats. I'm like, your man's eating. He's eating. Uh, hey, shout out to hold him. Hold up. Hold up. He might be back. Yeah, nine, that that's well, what I nine, asked Broncos fans. They're saying the same thing. They're like, he's almost he. Some say he's there. Some say he's almost you know doing nine, pretty. Hold up, nine touchdowns and two picks. That's Sean Payton, baby. Oh, Tank Dell ain't picked up yet. Oh, dude, y'all fucking cooked. Y'all fucking cooked. You, hey, bro, hey, uh, let me tell you something. Oh my God, bro, free ad, dude. I literally own this league, bro. Listen to this shit. I swear, <laughs> out of be four, and I benched. <laughs> Listen to my bench real quick, okay? <clears throat> How many teams? Um, ten, ten in this league. Okay, here's my bench. Travis Etienne. This is tonight, by the way. DJ Moore, prison. Terry McLaurin, Christian Kirk, AJ Dillon. Raheem fucking mustard and Tank Dell. That's my bench, dog. Okay, you know what? I can't act like like my Nah, my starting roster's at my starting roster's lit too. Jayla Hurts, Bijan, Alvin Kamara, Cooper Cup, Puka, Evan Ingram, Adam Thielen. Listen, let me explain. He they have nobody right now. Oh, he's on. He has averaged 11 targets the last three games. He's getting volume, bro. So Adam Thielen, Bengals defense not doing too hot. Brett Mayer now. Bro, I cannot believe I'm looking at DJ Moore on my bench with 50 points. It's just travesty, I understand. Um, And uh, yeah, bro, I mean, maybe what I could do is I could probably easily get Travis Kelsey if I wanted. Uh, I could sue if you're listening to this. I'm sure you're probably up for the offer of Evan Ingram and DJ Moore for Travis. Um, and then maybe I could get like someone else. I don't fucking know. Maybe you know what? I can get Christian. You know what? 
think I'm going to go try for Christian McCaffrey, bro. You don't think Bijan and Alvin Kamara would get Christian McCaffrey? I don't know. I mean, my boy Alvin had a nice – this was nice for fantasy when he got 13 for 33 yards in the receiving department. I was like, oh, yeah, go, Alvin. I don't even care. You had 13 catches. That's good for fantasy purposes. I don't know if I've ever seen that before in my life from a running that, back, bro. That, that, I'm pretty sure that was the if, – if I'm not mistaken, it was the most – this is an NFL history – most um, receptions and lowest amount of receiving yards. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the stat. Also, dubs in the chat to my boy Andy Dalton. You saw what he did a couple weeks ago against Seattle, right? Took oh, fuck yeah. Took the L, but he put up 37 in the fantasy department, had 361 passing, two touchdowns. That was the game deal and went crazy. Oh, my gosh. That's insane, dog. Yeah, no shit. And also going back with the Kamara, that is uh, – that's impossible. Like, 13 receptions, 33 yards, dog? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> love, love me some Alvin though, man. He had uh, what 20, 24 touches in first game back. Volume, baby. That's all we need. And he had eleven on the ground for fifty-one yards. So hey, uh, fuck. AK is back. That's all I gotta say. And I, I took him. I took him later too. Someone took Jonathan Taylor, I believe, in the fifth round. I think I got Alvin. In the seventh, and this was with 12 teams. So I wound up snagging him. I was like, you know what? I'm taking him. I got I got uh Williams later down in the draft, like really late. So I was like, that's just an insurance policy because he was a touchdown machine last year. Hasn't been that good. Um wait, what what is the Broncos don't have a good record though, right? Or what? uh no, no, they suck. They're like one and three. Damn, but Russ is on that. That's unfortunate, man. I mean, like I, I get it. It's they're limited, right? They're limited with the with the talent there. In my opinion, they they have talent though. But bro, Russ has a one in three team. And you're telling me this man has nine touchdowns and two picks. That's insane. It is wild, bro. And he had a 50, 50 yard run, I believe. Really. I'm pretty sure. Let me just make sure, but I'm pretty sure this man ran. Yeah, or no, no, no. He had 56 rush yards. Maybe he did run for 50. Though. I know he had a big run. I was like, damn, that's prime Russ. <laughs> yeah, no shit. You know, um, you guys want to hear something very interesting. <laughs> the the very last thing as we kind of bullshit around, you know, we've been bullshitting around having some fun for 10, 15 minutes here. We'll finish it off with this. As we were talking about with this Cardinals team being disciplined, with a lackluster roster over-exceeding, Josh Dobbs has had two turnovers all season. Wow. Fumbles. Zero picks. This dude has been securing the football really fucking well. And those two turnovers came in the first game. They have not had a turnover on offense, at least from Josh Dobbs, I should say. He's by no means been a scrub. And I was thinking... Or I was like, man, Steelers seeing him play like this, they're probably a little salty. You know what I mean? Because he he's doing he he's honestly for what people expected out of Arizona. I I have the utmost respect 
for a, a guy like that that is just about his business, just wants to come in and win. Kind of reminds me of uh, Nightmare Flashbacks, you know, Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> so it's like we got to come out here. We got to win. It's not It's not like Josh Dobbs is fucking god-awful quarterback, but – that's 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 what we gotta make them do. You're Trey Hendrickson. You're DJ Reader. You're fucking. Speaking of, our boy Cam Taylor Britt looks like he's gonna play this week. He was uh back at practice today. Was limited. Wasn't a full participant, obviously, but was seen wearing shoulder pads and everything. So, really good sign. I mean, I was honestly really excited to hopefully see. Uh, the first game in which DJ Turner could start in because I, I he's been so good this year in 40% of snaps that he's played total. And this man has given up one catch for four yards. So it's like, I would, I would have loved to see him in just a full game, just to kind of give me a, a feeling, right? Cause that, you know, you want to see the, like how we did with Cam Taylor Britt last year in the Panthers game. And then uh, later, you know, a few games in, it was it was little you know growing pains because he was a rookie, and it was good that we worked through those things. And I feel like I I wish we we could see the same thing with DJ, but at the same time, if CTB is good to go, um, I'm good to go. You know what I mean? One hundred percent, bro. I mean, it, it'd be huge, you know, to be able to have CTB back, but. Um, it, it's going to be interesting if we are actually going to, you know, see him this weekend, as we talked about so much of how, uh, Zach, uh, has operated last season with these guys of adding the extra week for right now, it's a different time. So we'll see. But like you said, bro, Drago has been balling out. I mean, these corners have been playing well, uh, they could be playing better, but yeah, man, I mean, look. Let's turn this shit around. Yeah. This team, let's stand the fuck up. As fans, let's stand the fuck up. Remember who we were. I know. Who we've been has been embarrassing. But we have such... Even this fan base, and of course this team, has earned the right to be so confident. And confident with so much evidence of yeah. what this team is. We have not had to fabricate what this team is. It has been here. And it has been here for years. Has it been disappearing for uh, 10 of 12 quarters or maybe, wait, nonetheless, 10 of 16 quarters this year? Yeah. But let's get it the fuck back. And it starts with beating the Cardinals, get to two and three, and get some fucking momentum rolling, man. I mean that that's all that's all we can hope for. That's all we can really have optimism about is that you come out, you handle business in Arizona, you you take everything that you possibly have right now, backs against the wall, and and you use that that adversity, you know, as upside to to build because it's a team that we've talked about has just been at their best when their back's against the wall, when they are essentially doubted. And I, I haven't I haven't watched anything 
on YouTube this week. I'm not going to watch anything because I, I, I'm not going to give into that negativity. You know what I mean? And maybe, maybe it's a different story a week from now if that was the worst case outcome. But as of right now in the present, we got to look towards the best. We got to hope for the best and hope that these guys can come out and just be themselves, right? I mean, Joe, obviously not 100%. We hope that, you know, over these weeks that he he can get better because it's tough to watch. It's tough to watch when when you're excited to see nine on Sundays, the the shysty, you know, rolling out of the pocket and and doing what he does best. And and we can't or haven't at least so far seen much of that. Um, Hopefully there's a big emphasis on that run game this week because, you know, we, we could see the the easy 40-yard passes to really help Joe Burrow out. We can't put him in situations where, oh, we're going to fucking run the curl route on this play, on this on the same drive. Then we're going to throw a screen. Then we're going to try to run it, and then we, we get two yards on a run play. You know what I mean? So not, not shit like that. We, we got to be able to really open up that playbook, um, figure out – I mean, at this point – we're, we're damn near 25, probably, I think so now, what, 25% way through the season, you know, essentially a quarter down, and we haven't been a good first quarter team. So hopefully that that's the light that comes out of this is now we're finally starting the second quarter and we, we can get some momentum going, man. 100%, bro. Yep. Well, that'll end up doing it for the pregame episode in Arizona for the All Things Bengals podcast. So let's pull out this fucking dub and uh, appreciate you all for listening to another episode. Peace out. Peace.